December 2018, Eric Dolan, in a compelling research published in Evolution in Human Behavior, suggested that women treat females they view as sexualized more harshly than men do. It is also famously said that women are worst enemies of their own. I found this research worth sharing because it happened to me. And each time when another woman teased me or backstabbed me at my workplace or maligned my repetition, I always judged myself instead of standing up for myself. So I was fighting in a patriarchal society against men and more so against women who were always there to cast doubts on my achievements, thinking she got the leg up. And this was not a positive statement. It was meant to demean my struggles and efforts. I left the country I married to a man and living in a different continent of the world. God, some people just never give up on hate. They're physical embodiment of hate. So I thought, let's nullify this hate. Let's talk and share loud about women who are positive and doing constructive roles in changing lives. They need to be heard. They need to be talked about. They need to be idolized. And only they need to be remembered. This is what this podcast is about. Sharing journeys of other women, from their personal lives to earned positions, from activism to politics and national security. This is also a story of a journey of a Pakistani immigrant in America, a girl who tried to balance her life between marriage and career, gradually became unacceptable to the husband in society. When she was doing better, she was labeled as headstrong. When she stood up for herself against naming and shaming, she was arrogant. This is Sania Abdullah Close. And this podcast is Women with Ambition. Today is the first episode of this podcast. So I decided to share a little bit of my background and basically the last 10 years of my story. This will set the page for later series as who we are and what we want. I was born in Pakistan, Bahawalpur, the South Punjab. Was few months old when my father's job brought us to Islamabad and then it became our home place. My mom is a homemaker. She completed studies in Islamic studies from Punjab University, Lahore. Since she was master's in 1970s, there was an invincible standard for us to finish master's minimum. She's a wonderful person I know of. Amazing cook, strong personality, and loving. My father was a structure engineer. 
a man of few words, beautiful smile, five feet ten tall. My dad lived his entire life fearlessly and working hard for his family. We lost him last year, and this wound is still fresh in me. I will do a separate podcast on him one day, as his role in our lives. We are five siblings in all, and I'm the youngest of them. I grew up in a modern family in Islamabad. By the term modern, I mean religiously and politically liberal. Religion has been a very personal affair in our family. My mom and dad never preached ethnocentrism of being a Sunni Muslim. I think we were much older when we found out what we are called under the subsect of Islam. My mother is different from her siblings too. And so was my father who never appreciated divide. Whether it's Sunni or Shia, Ahmadi, non-Ahmadi, it was never told by my parents not to be friends with Shia girls or Ahmadi or Christian, etc., which was unfortunately very common home teachings when I was growing up. I can say we are religiously informed nucleus family, but not devout Muslims. But we grew up looking at Islam holistically with greater emphasis on ethics. Small fraction of Pakistanis generally fall in this category. Pakistan's social fabric is increasingly becoming religious and conservative. It's a different Pakistan from my parents. Then there is a fraction of elites in Pakistan who are also ruling and political elites. And elites, in my views, have a universal culture where money and family name is integral to their lives and everything else is weaved around it. My entire education is from Pakistan. I finished my master's in defense strategic studies, Azam University, Pakistan. In 2010, my first job was in media where I got the opportunity to host a TV show sponsored by Ministry of Population Welfare. It was called Population and Prosperity. The federal minister of that time, Ms. Pradosh Lashakavan, was the guest in our series. So the premise of the show was to inform masses about population control, apart from focusing on government's policies back then, giving general awareness on woman well-being, health of a mother and the newborn. Soon after, I joined a think tank as a research fellow and subsequently within a year I transitioned to Kaidazm University to teach the same discipline I graduated from. It was a moment of pride because I was selected through series of processes, written tests, teaching demo, oral interview, and a syndicate selection board. This journey wasn't easy. Well, my new life at university started where I was one of the youngest female faculty members to join social sciences. In 2011, my ex-husband, who was my colleague in the same department, also found out to be our neighbor later, former 
civil servant who later joined academia, proposed me. In 2012, I got married to an arranged slash convenient marriage that basically checked all the boxes of what's called a decent proposal in Pakistani society. The relationship started showing cracks within a year. And then I could see him losing interest in marriage and home. His mother became more vicious in teasing me, showing displeasure to my family who would hardly visit me because of her inhospitable and demeaning attitude. Things started getting ugly. But as a daughter, I was not out of worries to bring divorce to my family. Remember that we are teaching in the same department, colleagues and students. Most of us didn't know what was going on in this marriage. Many of our students inspired us. I was pitching my hopes at that time that things will be okay. Maybe when we will have a family, things will smooth up. But it did not. It was all about him. And any business that become a one-man show, it is destined to doom. In 2015, I started hosting Current Affairs on Radio Pakistan. Perfect escape to leave torture home. For one year, my routine was teaching university in the morning, coming back in the evening, working on my PhD thesis, doing radio. The unwelcoming marriage motivated me to finish my doctorate in 2015. That was a good year. In 2017, I was doing my postdoc at Stanford University, where I started my book manuscript that will hopefully, hopefully finish soon. Promise. I met my husband, David Close who exposed me to a new perspective in life. I won't say it was something I did not know, but he was clearly the first person I met who was living that perspective. I have met amazing orators in my life, as I am from academia, but very sorry to say, when I looked deeper, they were nothing but shadows of what they preached. After one bitter experience of marriage, I was no different than others in believing if I would find my match, should I remarry? All doubts. I believe in relationships, but I also believe in reciprocity. If I'm offering good, I expect at least half of it back, if not full. I assumed that love is only a favorite movie subject or fiction novel. But now I believe that love in marriages is not obsolete. Barriers of faith, race, and culture are social constructs that carry absolutely no weight in everyday life. It's hard to imagine this unless you live it, and I am living it every day. We've been married for over two years now. David practices Christianity, Methodist, and I follow Islam.
we learn and grow every day from our differences. My mother-in-law, Michelle, I love her. She treats me like a mother. David's grandma, one of the most favorite persons in the world. My husband knows how to value women because he was raised by strong women. He valued me as me and not an acceptable version of myself. This is the brief glimpse of my life, but I hope it will give you a perspective about my perceptions coming from my diverse experience and background. So I'll talk about my ambition. Honestly, I did not know until this year gave me time to recollect myself. Time to think about me, my family, and what I really want to do. This question is the most difficult one to answer. There are many things on my list. For instance, I want to write some articles, get done with my book, find this job, get this lifestyle, and so on. For me, these are tasks. They are not my dreams. My dream is to have a happy life. Yeah, I know. It's very vague. It took me 30 years to figure out what makes me happy. Money, status, career, I got all. None of them make me happy. Family makes me happy. Sharing my life and happiness with my loved ones make me happy. I'm in some way a minimalist person. I want less, but I want good, the best. I share with you a very interesting story of my childhood. When we moved to Islamabad, we lived in an apartment for a few years while my own house, my parents' house, was under construction. I was around three years old and used to play with my neighbor's son named Adil. We were of the same age. Adil was a pampered kid. He was the firstborn, and his granny pampered him, like the first son born in the family, stuff like that. Adil loved okras. His mother would cook every day okras for him at lunch. One day, my mom bought me an acoustic guitar. I loved playing it. And like a kid, I was happy to share with Adil about my new guitar. Adil saw it and he just left. And I found out that he wanted the same guitar so bad that he forced his mother to get him just like this one. Next morning, his mom came to see my mother to ask, where did you get it from? My mom obviously told her the toy place, and the next day, he was playing with the same guitar with me. I don't remember anything much except this episode of my childhood with Otto. And this bothered me even when I was a child. What bothered me was not that he bought the same toy as I had. Instead, what bothered me was that he refused to play for two days until he got that toy. 
And as little as I was then, I decided to stop playing with him. For me, it was the playtime, the friendship. For Adil, it was the toy. And I knew back then, he had a huge inventory of toys than I had. So this was just another toy for him. This story struck me recently and I realized a few things about myself. That I was always looking for people with depth in them. That I valued relationships. That I was independent and strong even in that little age. And that I did not settle for less even then. So why it was easy then and why so hard when I compromised for four years in a miserable relationship? The answer is freedom. I was free when I was a child. Freedom, one word with immense power in it. Freedom has a unique relationship with our lives. The older we get, the lesser we have. In 2011, after returning from International Visitor Leadership Program that was organized by U.S. Consulate Islamabad. Many of the alumni were asked to share their insights in a debrief meeting. The final question was to define in one word what American culture means to you. When my turn came, I said, freedom. The consulate rep asked, that's very interesting. So what do you mean by freedom? I said, in America, I could find any cuisine I wanted to eat. I could go to any worship place and pray. I could dress whatever I wanted. The culture is freedom. And several years later, I stand on my words. As a Pakistani, who lived her life in Pakistan. We expect female foreign visitors whenever they come to Pakistan to respect our culture when foreign dignitaries like Lady Diana or Secretary Clinton wore covered dresses. Okay, I get it. This is the law of the land. But when we visit other countries, particularly Western countries, why don't we respect their laws of the lands? Why we expect our culture, starting from a headscarf, must and should be respected right from the airport we land on. However, we, on our beloved homelands, do not respect others' freedom. Still many of the female scholars that I traveled with would demonstrate this hypocrite attitude over and over. This bothers me. What's good for the goose is good for the gander. It's important. If you so badly want to judge others, at least use the same yardstick. So now when I'm living in America, I understood what freedom means here. How generations have suffered to earn this word freedom.
many societies around the world are still struggling for this individual freedom. My ambition is to share my freedom gifted in this country with others. Freedom to speak your mind. Freedom to share your fears without being judged. Freedom to stand up for yourselves. With this, this is Sani Abdullah Close. I'm signing out. Thank you.